What's up, everybody? Here again with another Monday YouTube Live. We are here with friend of Slab Stocks, Dave from Dave's Cards 32, um, a Minnesotan. Yes. Um, a Viking know. fan. If you can believe that we'd have a Viking fan on here, <laughs> Nate, anything can happen if if Packer fans and Viking fans can jump on a Monday night live stream. That's all I gotta say. Peace and harmony. And yep. uh, we'll both hate the Bears tonight, so it works. Yeah. True, perfect. Um, so we got Dave here, Aaron, a little bit out of commission, so uh, he will not be on, though he is, I guess, uh in the comment section on the side there. So shout out Aaron for, for being in the comment section. We've got a little bit of a show for you. Dave's got some big, you know, big, a big thing that happened to him this week that I want to get into a big play that he made. Uh, that was super interesting to me. We're going to cover a couple other topics on the day and um, we'll see how long it takes. We'll see how long it takes. Also, sorry for the audio quality, the video quality and the lighting in my play in my room. I am currently on vacation. I am not in my normal setup, so I don't have my webcam. I don't have my mic. I don't have my lights. So forgive me for that, um, but let's get into it. Well, Nate, it is the longest day of the year today, so uh, I think the, the dark theme really kind of fits. Is it? Today's yeah, the, the, the shortest day right? of the year? Yeah. Shortest day, right? Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Most darkness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. twenty. What is it? The 20th? This, yep. The 20th. That's the worst day of the year. Yep. But I guess well, if I'm in Florida, it's a little bit better. There's a pool in this place. <laughs> there's a game room with a Papa shot and like Pac-Man, Galaga, arcade machine, stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. Pizza and beer. Um, does this look good? Perfect. Okay, perfect. All right. So uh, Slab Stocks Live 61. Dave, can you see the comment section on the side there? Uh, yes, I can. I can see uh, Aaron berating you. Okay, cool. Because I can't really see the comment section. So if you want to just uh randomly if you click on comments they'll pop up on the main screen and then i'll be able to see them because i'm just looking at the slideshow by itself perfect um so aaron last night did the slab stocks plus sgc plus whatnot charity night um all proceeds went to camp custom so whatnot and sgc donated uh money and sgc donated 80 free card grades they went in with aaron went down to orlando bought a bunch of cards and then um, brought them back and sold them on whatnot and whatnot waived the fees. So none of the fees, every single dollar you saw get sold last night goes to Camp Kessim. And so he raised $11,841 last night for Camp Kessim. And this was all him. I had, I had no part of this, no part of this. I wasn't down in Orlando to buy the car or Tampa to buy the cards at Collector's Con. Um, I did not run the whatnot. I did not. I was not in contact with whatnot or SGC. This was completely Aaron. He deserves 100% of the credit. And he raised by himself 11,841. Well, by himself plus whatnot and SGC. 11,000 and everyone that bid on the cards. $11,841. Um, pretty incredible to see from, from, you know, me. Aaron's been a big proponent of Camp Kesem. And I've been kind of a sidelines just like, you know, if you like this, yeah, go for it. And he's gone for it. We had the charity night, which Dave was at, at the National, um, kind of a last-minute thing, which raised 120-some grand. And then this one raised $11,841. And if you hear us yelling kid in the background, I am not by myself here. <laughs> so that was big. And then we also had a... 
<laughs> Maybe it makes you feel any better. I got my cats banging on my office door. They hate when I shut this thing. Oh, I can't hear. So, <laughs> Matthew, you're getting yelled at. Boys are getting yelled at around here. Um, so, Kassam Knight, that brings us into a record for a Marvel card. And you're looking at this Marvel Fleo Retro Spider Man Precious Metals, 72 grand. Now, the reason we're bringing this up is because Dave was formerly the owner of this card that sold on PWCC. What's up, Nick Foles? Um, and so I actually switched my screen off. So, <clears throat> oh, switch the background. Did he fix it? I can't tell. Yeah, you're good. Oh, there we go. Well, whatever. Um. <laughs> Anyways, so Dave bought this card and I wanted to bring him on so that he could explain the thought process because this is a crazy thought process. I mean, never in my life would I have thought, hey, I want to buy a Spider-Man card at the beginning of 2021 to sell it for a movie that's going to come out in December of 2021. Not never in my life. So I kind of want to get your thought process. Like, how did this idea start? Why did you go after it and uh, go from there? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, first off, before I, I dive too into it, uh, let me just say I'm I'm nothing special. This is totally and completely a blessing from from God, and just a lot of things kind of lined up right, and um, you know that it, it, it just happened. Um, so I I've always been a Marvel fan. I collected the Marvel cards like growing up. Um, I remember opening it and thinking the artwork's super cool. Um, and uh, I've, I've watched all the movies, all the shows. I play the video games. I've got board games with, with Marvel on them. Like, I've just always been a Marvel fan, especially with the MCU and how well that, that's gone. Mm -hmm. uh, so the everything kind of started, I would say, last a little over a year ago. Um, there was some early talk on the sports card peripheries of, hey, you know, um, I think we were just coming out of, like, the October lull where everything kind of dropped in September and October and November things started cre creeping up and folks were trying to like speculate what's next. And, um, I had heard at the time someone mentioned Marvel cards and I was like, Oh, Hey, like that's kind of in, in my wheelhouse. I really know that stuff really well in terms of the characters and, and where things are going. Um, the characters a lot easier pronounced than some of the hockey players out there. And I never played hockey or anything. So I was like, I'll, I'll dig into this. So Spent, uh, I'd say, the rest of November just kind of researching what's out there for, for Marvel stuff. And then took some of the, the aspects that I learned from sports cards. And in December, bought things like um, already graded PSA 10s of like the first big Marvel set that was released in the 90s. So Marvel Universe. And then was looking for stuff for key characters that I knew were popular. Spider-Man, Wolverine. Uh, bought some sealed boxes that I remembered as a kid were like, hey, these were big sets. And um you know, bought a lot of stuff in December and sold a lot of it actually quicker than I expected to in January because um, that peripheral talk kind of became more and more and more. And uh, the Mar the Marvel market kind of really started shooting up in January. I think Gary Vee had mentioned something at some point in January too, which um, accelerated things. Um, and then at the, at the end of January, um, I was like, all right, can you kind of saw where the market was going. A lot of these these base cards that were mass produced in the 90s, um, folks were getting into, people were sending things off to, to PSA. And I was like, all right, 
this this can't be done. There's other opportunity here. And I took again what I learned from sports cards and said, what what else is is out there? So um was looking through uh some some Marvel Metal stuff, which was a set from 95. They didn't have PMGs at the time, um, but was kind of stumbling around and found a PMG. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. I didn't know they had this for for Marvel and started digging in and, and learning and um they, they made them in three different years 13 15 17 i guess 18 as as well um but kind of learned like hey this is the first pmg set this is what you want and for, uh, for people that are watching this and don't know you want to explain what the pmg yeah is. Yeah, yeah so so pmg is precious metal gem it was an insert that um that upper deck um upper deck clear I, whoever at the I time Fleer. yeah Fleer metal yeah that's right upper deck bought them later anyways uh Fleer, uh you know put in their um in their basketball set and um you you had these crazy colors i think the most famous is the 97 set where like their their red pmgs were all red like in the background of this the spider-man card so normally that normal base card would have a picture of i think he's sitting on a light poster or something um hmm. and then there's a in basketball, there's just red and green. And then with the Marvel, they introduced a, a blue as as well. So you had three. Um, is there green is there green for this one too? Uh yes, there is a green for this one. Yep. And which one's the most rare? Uh the green. Um okay. there's there's only there was a that actually used to hold the the single card record. I think Golden sold a green PSA or sorry, a green BGS9 back in may or june for like a little under thirty-five thousand, which someone had they had actually cracked that it used to be a psa 10 they cracked it resubmitted it to be bgs because they like bgs better and it came back a nine Whoa. um and then their other record was set literally friday night someone bought a green uh spider-man from the 2017 set which is you know, think third generation Prism, right? So Prism like 2014, not Prism 2012 football or basketball. Mm -hmm. uh, Fifty thousand dollars on eBay, and so I uh, woke up Saturday morning going, "Well, I'm not going to set a record or anything with the sale today because that was insane." Um, yeah, so that's that's what PMGs are. That's kind of the background for those that aren't familiar. Um, anyway, so was researching PMGs with with Marvels and, and doing my due diligence and learning and happened to stumble across this one on, on eBay. And what really caught my eye about it was it uh, was actually in a top loader with a sticker from Upper Deck over the, the over the top loader. So it was sealed from Upper Deck. And I had messaged the buyer and, and had asked him like, hey, you know, what's what's up with this? And he said he, he had got it that way. I couldn't really get a confirmation if he got it from Upper Deck or um, secondary. Um, but I figured it was either a damage replacement like, Panini or, or Tops will do, or Upper Deck if they, um, you know, have a redemption that they can't fulfill. Like if you were to buy a box of 2012 baseball Upper Deck something and you pull a Derek Jeter auto, you can uh, send it into them still, and then they'll put you in like a raffle for different prizes. And so I thought maybe this was one of those um, redemption raffle things that they just kind of had held back at some point. Um, but regardless, it was sealed. It made me feel really good about it. Um, so ended up buying it for 950 bucks. Um, and I was able to take the profits that I had um, used from my Marvel cards earlier in, in January. So I was kind of playing with house money. Um, I that. got it. 
And um, I looked at it and I was like, all right, I know PSA grades, PMG is really tough because there's always chipping, always some sort of little surface scratching. Like if you go look for 90s um, metal PMGs in, in basketball, like they're six, sevens, eights, like nines are impossible to find. So I had expected a, a seven or an eight at, at best and um, sent it into um, to PSA and got it back in, in April. And lo and behold, it happened to be a nine and uh, life started changing from, from there. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's incredible. I just, I applaud you because again, the amount of people that say, Oh, I'd love to do that. And the amount of people that would have actually done that and waited an entire year for the sake of a Spider-Man card to then get it sold at the exact right time when the movie comes out. And hopefully by the time, um, like to this time around rolls around tomorrow, I have, will have seen the movie. Have you seen the movie? Uh, yes. I saw it on Saturday before the, the auction ended and it's awesome. It's amazing. Um, obviously not going to go into any spoilers, but, uh, yeah. So good. And I'm I'm not just saying that because I like Spider-Man, but overall, as a superhero movie, it's awesome. Well, it set some records. So Spider-Man No Way Home officially opens to $260 million, uh, which is just behind the... This variety of all places. Uh, just behind Avengers... One of the, one of the last two Avengers movies went for like 360 million like 100 million more in the opening weekend i think it was endgame but this second which is insane insane to me insane to me um and obviously we were kind of well i mean we're not getting out of covid because everyone is now getting covid just look at the nba look at the nfl Mm -hmm. um look at your own families if you know people they probably have covid right now uh but i think people are just kind of like sick of it and they want to go out and they want to go to a big blockbuster and so you know, Spider-Man, the rumor mm-hmm. that there might be three Spider-Men in it. Don't destroy that rumor for me. Don't even make a face. I don't want to know. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that people are pumped up. And clearly people are pumped up for your card. And um, 72, 950 plus grading fees, plus tax, I assume, um, to 72 grand. It's, in it's 11 insane. Months. Like... The so what's funny is there was multiple points over the course of the last year where I almost sold it. Um, so the the first time I met you and Aaron in person was at the Wisconsin Dell show in May, I think. Mm-hmm. I drove out there and I brought it with me. You can go back in the Slapstocks video and Aaron's holding it in his hand, shining it around. I, and, I remember seeing it. Yep. I yep. didn't realize it was going to be a seventy-two thousand dollar card when I saw it. Well, neither did I. Aaron asked me like, "So what do you think this is worth?" I was like. Uh, I think it will be worth at some point 15. I was like, I'd probably sell it for 10 in my head. I was going, if anybody here even offered me five, I would take it um, at, at the time. And I remember some other folks in the area when I was throwing out those numbers, you know, kind of had little smirks and stuff and rightfully so like PMGs weren't hot or Marvel's wasn't as huge um, at the time as, as well. And then um, I brought it with me to the national and handed over to PWCC uh, only because they had the free vault submissions going on. And I was like, I don't want to sell it on eBay, deal with all of the, you know, shipping it via FedEx if it does go for a high amount and have to deal with with that headache. You know, they get to deal with that. 
And uh, when eBay and PWCC were still in, in partnership or still being allowed to list, uh, I think in August, I'd got an offer of like 15,000 for it. And uh, in my head, I was like, oh, all right, this is, this is real. Like there's, there's somebody wants this. And my wife and I agreed that the number that we want is enough to pay off the rest of her student loans. And that was kind of our game plan. So I had countered with the number. He sent me back 17.5 and I said, nope, that, that wasn't high enough. And um, then when PWCC and eBay went their separate ways, I got a little nervous. And um, especially after the October monthly auctions where I had some baseball cards in that and uh, it did not go well for me as a seller on the baseball card side of things. Cause did you have a, did you have an Eloy Jimenez uh, mystery redemption auto in there? No, I didn't. Uh, cause I know I'm sure you would have bought that if, if I did, but no, I had some, uh, Andrew Vaughn BGS 10 tens that I paid a nice penny for in the spring when he made the team out of spring training as a left fielder thinking, here we go. Um, and yeah, that didn't turn out well. Uh, anyways, so after that, contacted my PWCC rep and like, this has to go on the premiere in December when the movie comes out, like, and we'll just find a way to, to make it happen and had some negotiation back and forth a, a little bit and some convincing on my side and on their side. And, uh, luckily it, it, it turned out well, but, um, I, I very easily could have sold it multiple times throughout the course of the year and been completely happy, right? Like, yeah. Five extra money from January to May. You take that all day. You you can't make that in a stock market. 17x in from January to August. Like honestly, that's terrible financial advice to tell somebody no, don't do that, right? Like that's that's silly. So when I say that I didn't do anything special, I mean I I didn't. Like this is not anything um this is beyond my wildest dreams, a once in a lifetime type of type of thing and um you know, I'll, I'll make sure that it, it, it ends up going to a good place and, and good use. There we go. And I love that because a lot of people look back, they sell a card and they look back and they say, oh, I could add 2000 extra dollars or a thousand extra dollars or 10,000 extra dollars. And, um, they forget that, you know, if you sold it for 5,000, if you bought it for nine fifty in January and sold it for 5,000 in March or April or May or what, um, you know, you still made 4,000 bucks and you're still putting that money back in and probably making more money. Um, are you making 72 grand? <laughs> no, probably not, but you're still making that money work for you. And I think a lot of people lose sight of that when they get a massive, a massive deal that they could add and they don't. Um, and, uh, it's nice to know that even if you'd made those deals, there's not, it's, you can't go wrong with making, taking profit. Oh yeah. I've got that written up on my whiteboard in my office here. You'll never go broke taking a profit. And that's a, a very cliched phrase, but it's true. And when you're talking about cards too, where you can two X, three X, four X your money, like take it because you can put it in the stock market, make 10% year of a year on a really, really good year. Um, I'm not saying don't invest in the stock market, but you know, choose wisely. Um, but yeah, take, take a profit when you can and move on to the next thing. And the past is a past unless someone invents a time machine. There's nothing you can do about it. Yep. Yep. I sold, I sold a, uh, Vlad Guerrero junior tops, Chrome Sapphire BGS 10. I pulled it from a box with slab stock, Sam in Florida, sent it over to Aaron. Aaron said, I would never tell you to do this, but send it to BGS because I think it's flawless. 
got a 10. Wasn't the black label, but it got a 10. So he was a little bit wrong, but you know, whatever. Who's counting? <laughs> um, and uh, so I, I held on to it. And I held on to it. And I held on to it. And then this last March, his name was hot. And I sold it for $17.50, which was by far a high Yeah. at that point. And I was like, all right, if I sell this, it's to pay off the rest of the engagement ring that I've been dragging my feet on paying off for months now. So yeah. I did. I sold it. I paid off the engagement ring. And then two months later, my exact same card sells for 3300 bucks on eBay from the guy that bought it from me. I'm like, but, you know, if you find something you're willing to sell it for, you just don't look back. Who cares? Yep. I mean, I so when when I say like I did nothing special, I made plenty of mistakes along the way. There was I had bought a 2015 version of this red, raw, graded it, came back a PSA nine. Um, I went down to the Dallas card show, bought a or traded for a big Mbappe card, threw in some cash. I was like, well, I'll sell my Spider Man, and um, I sold that 2015 version for like I think 1,300 bucks in June to recoup some of my costs and. I mean, that card probably now that owner's probably laughing, going, Oh, that's like a twenty thousand dollar card. It's you know, twenty fifteen version. Um, so like mistakes were made on my end too. I mean, you so don't focus on on the bad stuff. Uh, yeah. because as long as you're making a profit and you're and you're doing something with it, it's it's very helpful. And I know um Will was talking in, in the comments, it looks like, you know, keeping an account tax situation. Yep. That's that's totally um, an important thing as as well. Um, if you if you run things as a business, um, you know that's different than hey, I'm buying this as a personal collection and I'm monitoring capital gains, right? Because that's different than running a, a, a straight P and L as a sole proprietor. Um, so, uh, and Will says. Great win, Dave. But to viewers, this is a textbook case of survivorship bias. Be careful out there with the game. And yeah, I mean, you're you're not you're not always. I will get you in here in two seconds. <laughs> uh, you're not always. Um, sometimes it helps to hold and hold and hold. Sometimes it doesn't. Um. Anyways, that brings me to the next segment I wanted to run, and that is. This so I've got a number of things here, and I'm going to bring Slabstock Salmon for those of you a little little treat for everyone at home. I'm going to bring Slabstock Salmon because we are on a family vacation here in Florida, and um, there's a couple big things coming out in this next year, and I kind of want to see your guys's thoughts on like, you know, maybe su- Dra- Dragon Ball Super. Uh, superhero coming out in 2022 is not going to make a big dent in Dragon Ball Z cards. And maybe Thor love and thunder, like you see on the thing, isn't going to make a big dent in Thor cards because Thor is just not Spider-Man. And this is not the uh, massive movie that Spider-Man no way home. is, the massive undertaking, but there are some interesting things. So I just want to kind of go through them and see if you guys have any thoughts because you know, you had this thought before with mm-hmm. Spider-Man and you weren't necessarily planning to sell it for the movie, but now you clearly see that that is a formula that can work. Mm-hmm. Sell around hype. So uh, let's get into it. Let's bring a little slab stock Sam in here. Sam, say welcome or hello. Welcome. Don't say hello, welcome. Buddy. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Living the dream. Congrats oh, on your Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. All right. So we've got we've got a couple things here. We've got 
Dragon Ball Z. Now we've got some cards from Dragon Ball Z that sell for massive money. And we've got Thor, Love and Thunder. They're both coming out in 2022. And um, you can see some prices here. So PWCC, they are a good friend of Slab Stock. So I brought up some prices here. Dave sold his card through PWCC. And you're looking at a 2018 Dragon Ball Super Tournament of Power Sun Goku Awakened Power PSA 10. Now, I don't know what any of that means. I know Dragon Ball Z, but I couldn't tell you what any of that means or how rare this card is or anything. But I do know money, and it sold for $2,900 on December 15th, which is a good chunk of change for a Dragon Ball Z card. And then over here, you have the second year, the 2015 Fleer uh, Precious Metal Gems Blue, number 50, SGC 9, selling for $2,600 on October 27th. Um, Just something interesting, both similar prices, both um, big in pop culture, I would say. Pretty big in pop culture. I was reading today that the last... Dragon Ball Z movie that came out was the 12th biggest anime movie to ever release. Was that the um, Brody? Brody. Yeah. Never, Broly? Never Broly. watched it. Broly? Never watched it. So don't I know. It. Sorry. Um, But, you know, what? do you have any? And you might not. You literally might not have any thoughts on this. But um, is this something that you would like look at and say, you know, if I can get my hands on a Goku card. What what would be what would make more sense to you to chase after these cards that Slabstock's Nate dug up to to me or, personally or to chase after some Star Wars cards with <laughs> Boba Fett coming out and and Kenobi coming out? Hey, dummy, I'm gonna get to that. <laughs> I didn't look at your slideshow. I'm just thinking off the top of my brain. I know. Well, I'll I'll answer Nate's question first. Uh, I I would. I mean, if I had to pick between these two, I would probably pick Thor because that's what I know. Like, I've always been a Marvel fan. I've always been in the know on that. Like I, I said, I I spend more, I waste more time on Marvel-related content and, and whatnot um, in my life than I probably care to admit. I know absolutely nothing about Dragon Ball Z. Now, if I was someone that knew something about Dragon Ball Z, I'd probably be biased towards that, but... Um, I would want to do my research on it. I know there's a market for it. I see Bro Namath post all the time on Instagram these crazy Dragon Ball Z cards that um, that sell. So there's people out there that buy them. Um, you can obviously see, see that as well from from the sale. But um, it's a good example of uh, if you're gonna take some risks, you know, be educated about it. Buy something that you that you know and are familiar with, and don't listen to what Dave says. Don't listen to what or Nate that or dude Aaron. says or any anybody else like do your homework do your research and um be be comfortable with what you're spending and whether it's cards crypto nfts don't spend money that you can't lose because um it's very volatile and um you know you you could be wrong you know yeah and we've all we've all been wrong yeah oh yeah i've had plenty of losses <laughs> um a little thing here Charles says, hmm, I have a few Star-Lord green, blue, red PSA 10s and BGS 9.5 PMGs. Um, interesting note, Guardians of the Galaxy showing up in Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah, he was on the cover there. So, uh, oh, yeah. I suppose we could. Uh, yeah, right over there. So, could be a could be a pretty massive movie. Maybe it's, maybe it's buying into Star-Lord instead of Thor. Who knows? Yeah, the last couple of Thor movies have been really, really good. Yeah, I mean, and, and people like Chris Hemsworth. He's funny, um, and uh, 
you know, Chris Pratt has been hilarious as as Star Lord. Um, I'll get, I'm going to say I, I know Charles. If you want to go check out a really cool Marvel collection and just I say non traditional sports stuff, check him out at, at Stacking Gems on Instagram. Um, like he's got a bunch of cool wrestling cards, a bunch of Marvel cards. Um, so uh, he's he's probably just doing a little little showing off there in in the comments. Uh, but uh, he's he's been a longtime collector of of Marvel stuff and PNGs, and I've learned stuff from him. And uh, he may or may not have one of the other five Spider Man PSA nines that. Yeah, he just posted that right up there. Oh, he did. Oh, awesome. from a fellow Spider Man red PSA nine holder. Congrats. Well, well, not. I don't want to out him on it or anything, but not well. not a not a fellow PSA nine red because Dave is no longer a holder of a PSA nine red. So. He is Not, the holder of seventy two thousand dollars. Shout out, Dave. Um. Well, so are we? Do you want me to talk about some of the other maybe Marvel releases or sure. superhero releases? Yeah, yeah. That do, do that. Do that. Be interesting. Yeah, I gotta go pick up pizza. See you, Dave. Nice talking All with right. you. Have fun. Enjoy. Thanks. Um. Hey, if you talk, are you bringing up Star Wars? Do you say? Yeah. Ah. It's at the end. <laughs> Save the best um, for last. So. On the on the on the DC side of things, you've got the new Robert Pattinson Batman movie coming out. I think in March or April, um, so this spring has to be um, better than the Ben Affleck Batman. So terrible. Yeah, yeah it it looks dark and kind of gritty, and um, unfortunately, there's not a good like go to Batman card or Batman set. DC didn't really do, I'd say, as much as what uh, Marvel did, just because licenses were different in in the in the nineties. But um, I think that's worth researching. I think there's a set from like 64 or 66 that's got like an Adam West looking Batman on it that um, uh, there's probably value there if folks dive dive into that. Um, I think another, I'll do DC first and then Marvel, looking at my notes. Another uh, DC one that might be interesting is I believe at the end of 2022, they got a, a, a Flash movie coming out. That's called Flashpoint and not to get too nerdy on you, but it's kind of like a um, time traveling, resetting I've, of I've, universes. I've, I've, different... seen the, uh, I've seen the Flash TV show. Oh, yeah. Yep. So so, I, I at least understand the Flashpoint thing. Yeah. So so that's coming out and that's going to have Michael Keaton Batman. And I think the Michael Keaton uh, Batman had, I think they had card sets um, in 89 or 90 when that movie released. So there could be something there. Again, that's all going to be mass produced. Do your research. I don't own any Batman cards, but he is my favorite non-Marvel superhero. So I'm, I'm probably a little biased. Um, but then on the on the Marvel side, on top of Thor being really popular along with Guardians of the Galaxy, um, you, you've got Doctor Strange coming out um, in, in May. Uh, Black Panther 2 should release in November. They've had some production delays and stuff. Um, and then you got a, a Morbius movie coming out. Um, who's uh, he does have PMGs, I think, in the 2017 set. Um, Should I know who Morbius is. Um, so like he was like a Spider Man anti hero. I remember him from oh. the 90s cartoon a lot. Um, he was like a good guy, bad guy kind of thing. He's basically a scientist that turned himself into a vampire. Um, and so he's he's uh, being played by Jared Leto, who's you know, kind of an out there actor, uh, pretty, pretty well oh. known. Wait, Jared Leto um, can uh, be the Joker and Morbius. Interesting. Yeah. Wide right. range and yeah. the front man for 30, 30 seconds Mars. Yep. Yeah. Is that Jared Leto? Yep. Talented dude. Yeah. Um, I do have one other 
one other hero that I would, I, I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want to be pump and dump because I do own cards of his on Com C, but I think folks are going to be very surprised by the Moon Knight series on Disney Plus when it comes out. Um, they got Oscar Isaacs to play him, who's an amazing actor. Um, and they're also going to be exploring mental health because Moon Knight is a superhero with multiple personalities. He has this disassociative identity disorder. And I think if they do that show right, you may get to the last episode and go, oh my gosh, what was real out of the last two months that I just watched the show? Did these things really happen or was this all in this guy's head? Um, so, uh, something for folks to look into again, I do own Moon Knight cards, so I don't want to, you know, cause any drama there, but I think that'll be a character that could be a fan favorite. The biggest watch out there is it's a TV show. So he's not guaranteed to ever show up in a Marvel movie and not everybody watches the, the, the Disney plus shows. So that's, that is a big watch out on, on that one. A lot easier to go to a movie once than to pay, you know, $15 a month for Disney plus right. or whatever it is, $8 a right. month. Um, now moving off of Marvel a little bit, a couple things I'm, I mean, I like Marvel. Don't get me wrong. I've seen all the Marvel movies. I'm slowly, very slowly, like one, one episode a month, making my way through the Loki show. Um, and <laughs> going to go from there. Um, but a couple things I'm really interested in. So we've got, I assume you've probably seen game of Thrones, but I don't yep. know. Um, and I assume you've probably seen stranger things. Yep. Um, I'm a bigger fan of one versus the other. Okay. So I really like both. Game of Thrones was amazing um, until the final season. I don't want to, in case somebody uh, is like eight years behind and has not seen Game of Thrones yet, um, I don't want to ruin it for them, but season eight stunk. So maybe do yourself a favor and just watch through season seven and call it a day. Um, But then you have House of Dragon which is the Targaryens and Mm -hmm. um, it's going back a thousand years or something like that before what we're seeing, what we're seeing, what we saw in game of Thrones. um, And you're looking at house Targaryen and the rise of it and maybe the fall of it, not a hundred percent sure. And so I'm really pumped for that. And game of Thrones was obviously a cultural phenomenon, you know, Lord of the Rings really set the table. And then like Harry Potter jumped on, on top of that. They came out like s- similar time. I think first Harry Potter, maybe 1999, Lord of the Rings, 2001, uh, maybe 2000, 2001, somewhere in there. Um, but like Harry Potter was that first, like maybe fantasy genre that really hit, but then Lord of the Rings just took it to a whole nother level, mm-hmm. like blew the top off of anything you thought possible for fantasy genre. Well, then you get to Game of Thrones in 2011, 2010 somewhere, and that, you know, spending hundreds of millions of dollars per season, that just took it sky high. And so, like, a cultural phenomenon, and now you're going to get the next installment of it. I think people are going to be absolutely pumped as long as they pump the marketing budget on this and people remember to watch it. Um and the first season has to be good. I think people are going to be pumped and it's going to draw them back to um, potentially, you know, Daenerys Targaryen, Amelia Clark. And you can see an auto here, December 13th from 2013 Game of Thrones season two auto. So not even season one, season two auto PSA nine for $3,800, which for a non-sport um, and for a card that's not, it's not Marvel, right? Right. Marvel has been around. 80 years, you know, 70 years, right. whatever. Um, and so pretty incredible. 
Um, and then Stranger Things, Stranger Things 4 is coming out. Obviously not the cultural phenomenon that Game of Thrones is, but I know a lot of people that love Stranger Things. I love Stranger Things. My wife, on the other hand, we watched two episodes and she hated every second of them. Um, <laughs> she'd probably hate every second of Game of Thrones too, actually, if I'm being honest. Uh, but you have, you know, you could, you could go a different route. And I just wanted to kind of highlight that. It's not just buying singles. Mm-hmm. You could buy factory sealed boxes, which is, I had Aaron do this. I was like, you should buy some Stranger Things boxes and just see what happens. You know, 132 bucks for a, for a hobby box. Not a bad deal. Stranger oh. Things hasn't been out for a while. Uh, we did mm-hmm. not get a new season. We got a new season in the middle of 2019, season three. We didn't get one in 2022. We did not get one in 2021 or 2020 and 2021. And now we're probably going to have to wait till mid-year 2022 to get one. So that's, you know, three years between uh, new episodes. And so I think there's, personally, I think there's a play there. Um, and it doesn't even have to be buying the autos. You could just buy sealed boxes and have that wax on hand for people to buy. Um, you could do that for Game of Thrones, too. I think two really interesting plays for me, but I think the Game of Thrones is significantly higher on the totem pole than Stranger Things. Um, cultural phenomenon compared to merely a very good show. So do you, let me ask you this. Um, I don't think I'm really spoiling anything here, but do you think the lackluster um, ending of Game of Thrones, I'm going to say the whole A season uh, probably did not meet fans, super high expectations. There was a lot of, you know, complaints and stuff about it afterwards. People wanted them to reshoot the entire season and just scrap it. Yep. Yep. Do you think that plays into this at, at all in terms of the, the Game of Thrones side and folks maybe don't pick up right away unless HBO starts really strong with two amazing first couple episodes? I, I think I think I think that's very fair. That's very fair. I think this could be one of those things where there was such a letdown and rightfully so that you need to build trust again and you can't just use hbo's name to build trust especially nowadays 10 years ago hbo name huge nowadays it's like netflix pumps out hit show after hit show hulu's pumping out hit shows amazon prime's hitting out pumping out hit shows amazon prime uh is putting out wheel of time i don't know if you ever read read the wheel of time but my favorite books growing up um very it was actually they were written most of some of them were written before they even started before George R. R. Martin started writing Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So it was like the original second coming of Lord of the Rings instead of Game of Thrones. Um, and I just want everyone to understand that because I'm a Wheel of Times guy and you'll never get me to say Wheel of Times is worse than Game of Thrones. Um, though this season does kind of stink and that's for another time. And I have a lot of angst about this season, a lot of <laughs> gripes and angers. Um, so hopefully it gets better from here. Um, it has me a little worried for what Amazon's going to do to that Lord of the Rings uh show that they're going to be pumping out this year too yeah but they're putting a lot of money into that yeah it's like a billion they put a hundred million into wheel of time they're putting a billion dollars into season one of lord of the rings so it's it's insane but i mean in terms of cards like this what what i have seen in in my experience um with cards that are entertainment pop culture kind of things is it's kind of autos or bust like your big big money cards are the autographs um you get some number cards and like stranger things i I, yeah um yeah if they made game of thrones pmgs that'd be awesome um like stranger things i know there's number cards in there um i had bought a ufc collection this summer from a guy in minnesota 
and he had some stranger things in there. So, I mean, had some low numbered stuff to like 10 and 25 and they didn't sell for a ton. Doesn't mean that they can't, but um, from doing a little bit of research there, it looks like it's autos or sealed wax. So if you're, if you're going to dive into any, any, anything that's pop culture-ish, just be, again, do your research, do due diligence. Um, don't spend money that you d- can't afford to lose because uh, a number to 10 red in Stranger Things is going to go for a very different price than a number to 10 Fernando Tatis uh, in, right. in Pops Chrome or something, right? Like, right. I mean, and and by by that, he he's talking like you're talking 100 bucks type of, you know, you're getting a Dustin Mazzano or however you say his name, Otto from Stranger Things, and it's like $130. Yep. Um, if you had a similar guy in Topps Chrome, so uh, like a Vlad Guerrero or Nilo Jimenez rookie auto like that, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight hundred bucks. Um, and and usually this Dustin card will be numbered out like twenty five. If you had an orange Tatis numbered twenty five auto, sixteen grand, twenty grand, twenty five grand, you know, something like that. So, fair yeah, point. So. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say if anybody's buying anything like this or any other shows is keep it sealed, sell the wax, sell on the hype or look for autos that you can grade of key characters, not some dude's sister that was a background in, uh, in a scene. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't buy, don't buy. You could probably buy secondary characters if they're interesting enough, but don't buy like the third dairy characters, if that makes sense. Like, You've got Will and Eleven and those guys. Those are like the tops. And then your secondary characters would be like um, Hopper. Yep. You know, and uh, some of the dudes. And then after that, oh, that's a good question. Um, and then after that, you'd have like Deb, who dies in the pool in season one. Don't buy that auto. <laughs> you wouldn't make any money off of that. But there are autos of that out there. Like, yeah. These these pop culture ones literally kind of take anybody that's had a speaking line and they've they've got autographs in them, which yep. we'll probably play in the Star Wars stuff because I know there's all sorts of Star Wars autographs out there. The, I love these Topps Chrome Galaxies Star Wars cards, but man, you get into some of those autos and you can hit like Obi-Wan, like Ewan McGregor's and stuff, but you can also hit random Joe Blows from, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, Never. right. And doesn't Tops do kind of like a a one card signature box like they do with signature series Tops baseball, where it's just like an in encased autograph and it's a flip it open and see who you got type of thing. Oh, I don't know. Maybe okay. is that what? One second. Is that what this is? The this Kenobi is, one? I think. 20, I think twenty twenty so. Star Wars stellar signatures. Maybe that's what that is. Yeah, I, I think it's from from that that set. Um, so if you like the tops archives or the the clearly authentic and um, some of those other uh, one box signature type of, of ones, um, they they do have that in Star Wars. But yeah, like Nate said, it's you could be getting a cartoon character or you could be getting a, a live action Ewan McGregor. Yeah, and and the Ewan McGregor is going to be way harder to hit than yeah <laughs> some of these other people. Um, Aaron, there is a second. There is a second, uh, correct? There is a second Miles Morales Spider-Man movie coming out, right? Yeah, so the 
There's a end of the end of the Spider Verse um, two, uh, which Miles Morales is the same character. It's animated, so it's not live action. Uh, Miles Morales has been mentioned in two of the three um, Tom Holland Spider Man movies. Uh, his so about to get super nerdy, but his <laughs> uh, uncle was Don was played by Donald Glover and made a mention to oh I got a nephew that lives in 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 this town and that aligns with the comics. And then uh, Jamie Fox. Uh, I I won't ruin anything about the third one. Um, but there's oh, a, yeah. there's, a there's a Miles Miles Morales uh, reference in in the next Spider-Man movie. That's subtle, but um, so it's it's not a matter of if but when. Um, but I think it'll it'll depend on what Marvel and Sony do with Tom Holland and how long he wants to be Spider-Man. And then whenever Tom Holland says, "Hey, I'm out. I'm gonna go start a family," or "I'm gonna go." do something different or maybe uncharted takes off and he's like, I don't need to be Spider-Man anymore. Um, that's when they'll kind of hand things off to miles Morales. So it'll be, it, it won't be one year. It'll probably be a, a five-year play. Um, so that's a sit on it and wait, or maybe you wait for other people to get impatient. They sell theirs and you buy more up, but it's definitely a when not if. Cool. Um, and actually a, a great, you know, if you've got the extra money and you just want to sit on it and see what happens, probably not a bad play right now. Yeah. Um, that brings us to the big thing. And I know you love Marvel, but Marvel does not hold a candle to Star Wars. I mean, probably most of the world's eye, one would imagine. You know, Star Wars is, is Star. I know Marvel's setting all the records, but Star Wars is Star Wars and Star Wars mm -hmm. will forever be Star Wars. And anything else will not match up to Star Wars, no matter what it is. Um, and you have some big things. So obviously you have the Book of Boba Fett coming out at the end of 2020 in uh, maybe six days here. I think it's coming out in 26, something like that, first episode. Um, and so you have you have the Book of Boba Fett coming out, which is going to be huge. But then in 2022, you have the third season, The Mandalorian, and people really enjoyed the first two seasons. I thought they were very good. You have a huge, huge show in Obi-Wan Kenobi with Ewan McGregor reprising the role of Obi-Wan Kenobi for this show, um, which would be amazing because obviously you're going to probably experience him on Tatooine. He drops off Luke to his um, to Joel Edgerton. Uh, if you, it's, It always blows my mind that Joel Edgerton, who I love in the movie Warrior, Warrior is one of my favorite movies mm -hmm. of all time. If you've ever seen it, Tom Hardy, Joel Edgerton, two MMA fighters, so good. Um, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. After you log off of here, go watch it. Super good. Um, but then he gets the baby at the end of Star Wars Episode 3, which cracks me up because mm -hmm. it's like the one second time he shows up and then he's the last thing you see in Star Wars Episode 3. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, so that was a long-winded thing. But Obi-Wan is now on Tatooine. And I assume that's what it's going to show is Obi-Wan on Tatooine and what he's doing in this time period between being a young, relatively young man, maybe close to 40, and whatever he is in this next one, 30 years older, you know, something mm -hmm. like that, 25 years older. Um, so that should be really interesting and in actually getting Ewan McGregor to do it should be huge. And then there's Star Wars Andor. And I don't have a clue. I didn't do any research into it. I have not a clue what Star Wars Andor is about. But it is a show, and it is coming out. There's also Bad Batch coming out. There's a droid story coming out in 2022. Um, and then there's a bunch of other stuff coming out uh, down the line. Um, Ahsoka 
Ahsoka Tano mm -hmm. uh, storyline coming out in probably 2023. More Mandalorian shows and uh, uh, Grogu, Baby Yoda should be in a, the Ahsoka thing. Um, and there's going to be, you know, there's going to be more movies, stuff like this. So, like, we're about to be absolutely inundated with Star Wars stuff. Just left and right, Disney Plus, movie theaters, constantly. There's going to be new Disney all the time. I think they're probably going to get to a point where there is a new Disney show coming out every Friday for 52 weeks a year. Yep. And they're kind of doing that with the Marvel stuff on Disney Plus. And they're trying to, you know, it's all owned by the same company, right? So they're. they're oh, I, I see that. what you're doing here. You're trying to fit Marvel <laughs> back in. You're you're fighting against what I said about Star Wars being well, king. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to give the Star Wars stuff hope because the original three Star Wars movies, I mean, all time greats, right? Yep. You got the prequels in what was that? The late '90s, early 2000s. That yeah, were 1999 like, to 2003, I believe. Yep. That I mean, Jar Jar Binks. Come on. Um, I, I'll die in the cell. I like Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I loved all the theories before this this last trilogy came out of like, <laughs> hey, what if Jar Jar shows so up as a Jedi and stuff? And yeah, uh, but like the anything other than the originals has been met with very mixed reception. And um, I think I think you've you have a lot of folks that are kind of like, all right, they keep. In their in their minds, screwing this up, right? Like, give us a good Star Wars story. And Mandalorian kind of got that going. You got a lot of interest, and I think the uh, the character that appeared at at the end of the second season by by surprise um, kind of held people's attention. And I'm not talking about Boba Fett. Um, by the way, shout out to my sister in law uh, Emily, who's in the background of uh, the new Boba Fett show um, for what? a scene. She's been yeah, she lives out in LA. She's an actress. She books some background gig. She got some cool um, makeup and, and stuff going. But that's anyways, awesome. Um, I, I think they need to. Money. Yeah, I think they need to uh, put out some really good quality shows that don't just wash, rinse, repeat. Like Mandalorian. Some of the knocks on it was like everything was a little standalone episode. You kind of knew what was going to happen, and you didn't get that as much in the second season. So like. They gotta get good writers. They gotta get good stories going. That that um, has been that has been a big thing. I mean, the the last yep. three movies were atrocious. I thought I thought the um, Rogue One mm -hmm. was spectacular. Whoever wrote awesome. that, amazing. Yep. Everything else. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. And I've heard rumors that Hayden Christensen is going to be showing back up in Obi Wan Kenobi as well. Um, as Darth Vader, yeah. Yep, yep, and I think if they play up the Vader aspect of things, you're going to get all sorts of attention on that show um on top of what's already already there. So, um as 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 long as the content's good, things are going to be popular. And that's not bring back to Marvel, but that's why Marvel is so popular uh, is because they make good stuff. They've had a few duds, but overall everything it's really good quality stuff and I hope they can do that with the Star Wars franchise moving forward. Question <laughs> you there left that bazooka's comment <laughs> there yeah there are some upset people <clears throat> bazooka tom leland uh that do not like me saying i'll die in the hill of i don't mind i like charger i I, mean, I don't you know people hate him maybe it's just me you know people hate people are bashing on vlad guerrero jr first two years hated him i was like dude vlad is fine 105 wrc plus 115 wrc plus in his first two years 
This dude is an above average rat. He just has to break out. He has to get the ball in the air a little bit more. What did he do last year? He got the ball in the air a little bit more. And what do you what did he become? An MVP candidate. Well, after he um, lost 30 pounds. Yeah, well, yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't think and played all season in minor league ballparks. Don't care about all it. Right, I'm getting us off on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> don't care about the minor league ballpark as much. I know it's a little bit easier to hit home runs there than the, uh, Toronto, but also you don't have those crazy Toronto fans pumping you up, you know? True. Um, So you, you have that. And you have people that were like Tua. He's the worst quarterback in the league. They should trade for Deshaun Watson. Tua shouldn't even get a shot. They've won six games in a row. And sometimes it's not because of Tua, but yeah. Tua is their starting quarterback. And now they are seven and seven. Right. Yeah. Um. And so I love um, at the beginning of the year, we we are both in a group in a group chat. Instantaneously, people two games into Cade Cunningham's year, and I almost I almost lost my mind. Calling Cade Cunningham an absolute bust two games in, and was he historically bad at shooting for a number one overall pick? Yes. Was it a weird year with COVID? Was he coming off of injury? Yes. Do you need to give a guy a shot? Yes, and I will die on that hill. And so maybe for me, I'm just giving Jar Jar a shot. You're a fan of the underdogs, you know? That's all. Yeah. So, um, but wanted to bring up a couple cards here, and I I do think it's kind of interesting with specifically Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, Mandalorian, you know, there's obviously the uh, baby Yoda, and I don't really think that probably goes up because he's probably not going to be in the Mandalorian. But once you see the Ahsoka show come out, I do think this card is going to go up. And this was significantly more expensive than 157 this last sale. Even last month, it was a $200 card. This one sold for 157 Great deal. Um, what I do find interesting is that I, I am curious what happens with Obi-Wan cards. Because mm-hmm. you obviously have, I don't know the actor who played Obi-Wan as an old Obi-Wan. Um, but you have his PSA 8 here from December 5th that sold for $170. You obviously have this. Obi Wan 2020 Star Wars Stellar Signatures with Ewan McGregor's Auto 101 sold for four thousand dollars. Buy it now. Do you think that there is a play to be made with old Obi Wan cards, or because of the fact that it is, um, Ewan McGregor specifically, people aren't really going to care about this other Obi Wan card? I'm I'm curious because I I could go both ways. So from from what I know about Star Wars cards, and I'm I'm not an expert by any means, but all my knowledge is that 77 set is the yeah set. it's the goat. Yep, yep. And I think there's also like a Wonder Bread version, which uh, also sweet black yep. borders. Yep, Very yep, cool. which are cool. Um, so that's always going to be in demand, and because those cards are from that original trilogy that everybody agrees is like up here, right, and everything else kind of for Star Wars falls down here. Those should always be in demand, and um, yeah, you'll you'll probably see something. Oh, there we go. Tom dropped it in. Al Guinness. Um, you'll you'll see demand there for for sure. Um, at at some point now, does it mean one seventy goes up to two hundred? Maybe. You know, does it mean one seventy goes to three forty? Maybe. But I don't yeah. think you're you're getting. You're probably not getting too many of those graded um, in in the future, and if you are. Uh, they're probably not necessarily going to be eight, nine, tens. They may be five, six, sevens because people found them at a store and a shoe box. Um, I don't know how many sealed boxes there are of those floating around. 
probably not uh, probably not a, a lot 1977 yeah. yeah so number so that's probably your safe play that's probably like your blue chip stock type of play and then the more riskier stuff um is going to be anything newer with ian mcgregor on it and again i probably would only go the route of an autograph um because it's actually not surprisingly not super easy to get celebrity autographs on cards I mean, you see it all the time on other random memorabilia, and those don't really sell well. But for whatever reason, the cards always seem to sell uh, really well. So um, if you're going to save up some pennies for something, yeah, I'd go for an autograph. But I wouldn't worry about a non-autograph serial number card or anything like that. Um, unless you're doing some budget buys and, you know, you want to go from 5 to $10 or something, do some flips on on Com C. Yeah. Hey, biggest proponent for uh, checkoutmycards.com in the entire world. I love that place. I love buying cheap cards and flipping them. Everson Pieria, I had $48. <laughs> I bought so many base Everson Pieria and Mojo Everson Pierias. I sold all the base and the camo paper. And uh, the profits netted me five bucks and all of my mojos and my blue mojo just completely free. Well, and the nice thing is, too, there's no buyer's remorse returns or anything, right? Like once somebody buys it and it's in their account, you're done. You don't have to worry about it. It's not like eBay where you got to package it up, sell it, ship it, hope it doesn't get lost or damaged and hope that they don't change their mind within the three day window or whatever it is when it, when it gets back. Um, so uh, yeah, that's, it's great for some of that lower end stuff that people get FOMO on. Yeah. I, I, I love it. And you can get, I mean, I was like 48 bucks and I want to buy some Everest Imperia. I'm not going to go on eBay and spend $48. I'm going to get like five cards after shipping all those cards, $4 right. a piece. Um, here I got a billion and then I shipped all the mo nine mojos and a blue mojo number to 150 to myself into it for free, netted $5, took that $5, used it to ship the cards to me. It cost <laughs> me nothing. Boom. You know, so a, a beautiful thing. Love it. And then, um, one last thing on these is that I do, I do, uh, agree with you here. 1977 is the goat set, right? For star Wars. Um, even though this is Ewan McGregor in the show, I do think there is a play to be made, especially for $170. PSA, $170 bucks for this um, with an Obi-Wan Kenobi show coming out. I wouldn't be shocked if you go out there and, uh, you know, four episodes into four episodes into the season, this card's, you know, 200 bucks, 220 bucks, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Um, I could see a definite play there, but I really like the Baby Yoda play because $157 for the most famous Baby Yoda card, PSA 10. Um, pretty good when that Ahsoka show comes out could be huge even Mandalorian when people don't realize that he's probably not going to be in it could be huge so here's here's the one thing I don't like about Baby Yoda um, he, or Grogu for short sorry Grogu he, uh, he does I don't know that he appeals to the main collector base that you see on Instagram so right? old guys like, I, I think uh, I think that yeah I think there's probably a lot of kids that that love him and I don't know how many eight year olds that think he's super cute have want to spend one hundred fifty seven dollars on all right so twenty year play possibly eight -year -old, like eight year old depending on what they do like if, grew up watching Mandalorian as his first Star Wars stuff yeah and if they find a way to like grow him over time and he's the connecting fabric in all of these. Star Wars shows, like if they're able to do that and any future movies, yeah, that's this could be. I mean, this would be the Grogu rookie, right? Yeah, could be huge. 
$157. I mean, it's not nothing, but in the card world, it's sure. not much. Yeah, when a when a box of prison football is gonna be thirteen hundred dollars, um, yeah. yeah, this looks a lot better. Um, now we are running out of time here. We really probably have a minute left, but I do. Uh, there's a couple more things I want to cover just real quick. Um, so we're going to rapid fire through these. A um, couple things that Aaron brought up this week. I thought this was interesting. 1986 Fleer Michael Jordan PSA 10, 360 grand. I believe that was on PWCC. And then the Aoki collection, <clears throat> PSA 10, 86 Fleer, uh, that people say is off center, but I'm really bad at telling centering. So uh, it looks the same to me. I can see some edge issues on the blue to the left below the verses there uh, on the PSA 10 Michael Jordan uh, that sold for 360 grand. Um, I do find this interesting. Now, maybe it's the difference between PWCC and Golden. Maybe it's the fact that the Aoki collection is put on there. And I just from me, I'm not going to poo-poo on anybody for a business venture. You know, Steve Aoki wants to get his name on this things and he thinks he can make some more money. Good for him. Good for PSA, whatever. But personally for me, um, I'm not like, I don't really care. If you're a human being, you're a human being. If you're a nice person, you're a nice person. I don't care if you're a DJ. I don't care if you're an actor. I don't really care if you're a professional athlete. Um, You know, everybody everybody, uh, goes to bed, gets up, poops, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, All the same. You know, everyone's the same. And so for me, it's like, I, I just don't care if Steve Aoki owned this. Right. And at I all. Think, so I I looked through the, the comment section of, of your guys' post on, on this on Instagram. And everything seems to be very one-sided towards the, the non-Aoki is the one that folks would want. And um, I think I think it's very different if it, if the story behind this card was, hey, this is part of my personal collection that I had growing up as a kid in the nineties or two thousands. And, um, and I think his dad's super loaded. So it's possible, right? Like that, that tells a different story and it has a different feel to it versus, Oh yeah. I own this for a year, year and a half. Right. I think it doesn't feel as genuine to people, um, versus yeah, this is actually my collection that I had growing up. And, uh, you would, I bet, I guarantee you that if, if he had a card, a Jordan card, that he had as a kid, had pictures of him as a little kid holding it and stuff, and he had that graded as a PSA 7 and autographed it or something and labeled it as Aoki Collection, that would probably sell for more than than this. And then you know what would sell for more than that? The NFT of the picture of him holding the Jordan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most likely. <laughs> so, um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, again, I don't want to poo-poo on him. Yep. Business venture, everyone does their own thing. Um, I and... sold the Marvel cards that funded my Spider Man, so I'm I I can't rip on on the guy um, at at all. I mean, good good for him. Yeah. So, but but again, just for me, I definitely now this is also like whatever because I don't have three hundred sixty thousand dollars to spend on the card. <laughs> so like I don't have this problem to begin with. But for me, if I were buying one of these, there's no way no way I would want the Aoki collection on that label. Yeah. I think it detracts from it. Does it detract $48,000 from it? I don't know. Is it a centering issue that I can't see because I'm a moron? Maybe. I think but. I think there's more risk in the Aoki because if you wanted that off and you wanted to get it relabeled, like I just want the Jordan, 
then you run the risk of it getting cracked at PSA and then going, oh, hey, there's a flaw here. This is actually a nine. And then you um, don't get your 10 and you get your payout um, since they they will compensate if they if they find that something was overgraded, uh, of which I think that Jordan on, on the right is overgraded, as you can see some edge chipping on, on the blue. Yep. Um, in which case, I don't know, maybe somebody bought that knowing PSA's policy. And they're like, hey, I'm going to wait till Jordan goes back to 500, give it to PSA and be like, this is overgraded. You know, regrade it and refund me the difference and make a play that way. Um, people make money all sorts of ways. It wouldn't surprise me if somebody was trying to pull something shady like that. That's pretty cool. I, and not cool and like, I think they should do it, but cool yeah. and like, I didn't know it existed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. PSA I didn't know PSA a, did that. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a policy if something was overgraded as long as you are not the original owner so if you bought it on the secondary market they guarantee their grades same thing if you bought a card that was fake um they they take care of you if, if they authenticated it and and stuff so wonder if hga does the same thing my weekly hga burn for the people no comment <laughs> all right um and then the last thing here and this is more i don't know how much you follow college basketball but this is kind of more up my alley a little bit um mm -hmm. and we've got tops tops now jumping back into the basketball game nil deals um and they're getting in on college prospects i think it's a genius move um untapped market for prism they only take guys that are already drafted and put them into draft you know college uniforms which people don't want people do not care about because they're just waiting for the regular prism and especially like the contenders um, and the Chronicles draft picks and stuff. This is a whole nother different ball game because AJ Griffin, Drew Timmy, and the third guy that came out, um, I'll, I'll show him because he's my boy from Kansas, Ochai Agbaji, uh, <clears throat> they are in college right now, and they are playing, and in Agbaji's case, he is playing really well. Um, and so it's kind of an interesting play for from me because they haven't been drafted yet. They mm -hmm. still have the potential to go far. Kansas is a top seven team. They're number seven in the nation. Agbaji is scoring like 22 points a game. He is a projected first round pick. In fact, I have it on the other screen here. Um, Yahoo sports today. A now he is a senior, but Yahoo sports today had a mock draft and he was projected 17th. The other two guys, uh, AJ Griffin and drew Timmy, not projected to go in the first round. Um, so for me, interesting play here. One, you could draft a Drew Timmy and be like Gonzaga goes far. They're a really good team. We'll see what happens. Or you could draft, a, you buy a guy like Agbaji, where, and you can see the prices here. Oh, only if I uh, use my keyboard correctly. You can see the prices here. It's $65 for an auto number to 99. Does it look a little cheesy without the Kansas on the, on the uh, jersey? Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. Uh, but first auto of a dude team can go far in the tournament team is really good. Um, and then you also have the cherry on top that he could become a first round pick. And if he becomes a first round pick, there's no other autos out there. This would be the auto you could get. If you are a Denver Nuggets fan, or if you are a Minnesota Timberwolves fan, you're drafting 15th and you want to get your hands on a, a Baji auto because he's your first round pick right here well i i appreciate that you um even give the wolves that much credit that they'll be drafting that late um, <laughs> hey they've been looking better <laughs> true 
True. They're they're kind of learning how to play defense once in a while. Um, are these are these on card autos, or are they yeah. going to be super autos on card? So, so that helps. Are there non autograph versions? Or yes. Only... Okay. Um. So there are there are base cards you can get one for ten dollars or a set of them for twenty five. All three guys for twenty five bucks. And are those print on demand like tops now? I believe so. I can I I believe the base cards you can buy any amount. Obviously, the numbered you can only buy. So like in my mind, then I would only want autos because I guarantee they're serial numbered. I know it's an on-card auto. The dude touched it. It's the first auto. Um, but I would probably be nervous of all right, uh, you know, Ochi goes number 17 to the wizards, and then he starts having Panini products or Fanatics products well, or whoever in the future come out and now you're seeing a step down so like there's a i think there's a window there right hear, hear me out i would never in my life tell anybody to hold this past the draft <laughs> or in some cases past the tournament i think it is an interesting play during the college basketball season leading up to mm -hmm. the draft but never would i say i'd rather have even like a bowman auto of this instead of a chronicles auto where he actually has the jersey name kansas on his jersey right yeah. What if, what if you were able to, you know, get like one of the oranges to five and you knew it was super short print? Do you think there's longer term value in, in that? Well, that was my, that was my actual next question. So we'll just run to it okay? because they all had one-on-ones and they were only $800, hmm. which seems really cheap, especially considering Abaji is going to be a first round pick. He is a senior, but he is going to be a first round pick. Um, probably, you know, right after the lottery ends. Interesting. Not a super refractor auto, just gold. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't do the cool super refractor uh, background. But I was curious because obviously it's kind of it's kind of like cheap in a way because you're buying a one-on-one. You're not pulling a one-on-one, going through all the hassle of buying boxes and hoping you hit the one-on-one or paying an outrageous price. If you're the lucky one that got, got on here right away and got to spend the $800 you got. Mm -hmm. So in that case, it's kind of like eh, a little bit cheap, a little bit like forced, but also it's a one-on-one. It's the only gold card you can get. Yeah. I said there's definitely a lot less risk there than there would be the 99 that a 50 yeah. um, than, than those. Because if any of these guys do turn out to be all-stars, superstars, like there's still going to be a lot of value in a that really, really low low print stuff people pay absurd amounts of money for one-on-ones of optic contenders baseball and yep. prism prism baseball stuff like that without the name so there's no reason people wouldn't spend absurd amounts of money on this right right but so but again if you're lucky enough to get one of those yeah i got to be really hard i'm sure a bot buys it instantaneously yeah but yeah. again i wouldn't touch any of the print on demand stuff that's no. people are too savvy about that now like Unless you buy an absolute nobody where everyone's like, that dude's not going to be anything. And you get super lucky and he turns into something and there's only 200 printed or something. Like mm -hmm. the, I think that the first tops now Holland, I think there's only like 200 of those or something. Um, like, yeah, but that's just dumb luck. No different yeah. than my Spider-Man card. Dumb luck that it, it stumbled into what it was, you know? Yeah. And, you know, we all, we all have that from time to time. Somebody came to the booth at the National and told me that there is a Brewers prospect 
a pitching prospect, a super refractor. And I said, where I need it. And they're like some Aaron guy. I'm like, Aaron Ashman. Like, yeah. I'm like, where is that? I have to have it. They go find it. It's $400. I'm like, would you take any less? He's like, no. I'm like, okay, I don't care. Here's 400 bucks. <laughs> like as cheap as it's ever going to be. Like what the heck? Yep. Put it up on eBay for 4,000. Some dude offers me 2000, but I had sent it into SGC and mm-hmm. didn't have it back yet. So I declined it. Gave, offered me 3000 I said, this is getting too close to my asking price. I don't want to feel it. Explain to him that it's at SGC. So I took it down. <laughs> Messages me a week later and says, hey, do you still have the Ashby? I said, yeah, it's at SGC getting graded. He said, I'll pay 4000 for it right now, sight unseen, or grade unseen, if you sell it to me before you get the grade. Wow. I said, okay. I mean, nice. I would never pay 4000 for it. So, yeah. yeah, you can have that. That was two months. You know, 400 yeah. to 4,000 in two months, but that's like the same thing. The same thing that happened to you. If he had mm-hmm. offered me 2,000, I had it in hand, I would have sold it. If he offered yeah. me 3,000, I had it in hand, I would have sold it. The fact that I didn't have it in hand, 4,000 bucks. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. And sometimes you just stumble into that situation where, you know, you buy this card and for whatever reason, you end up holding it until the movie. I buy a card because somebody told me it was there or else I would have never seen it. Yep. I had the money because I found a dollar box at the beginning of the show that had a ton of cards in it that I sold. <laughs> um, and uh, that's the only reason I spent that $400 and, you know, it turns into 4,000. So I basically took $20 and turned it into 4,000. You took 950 and turned it into 72 grand, but it took a lot of luck in between mm-hmm. and a lot of help to get to those levels. And I think that's the cool thing about the uh, card community is, you know, you can take your little gains and your little wins and build on it. And then every once in a while you get that nice little big win. Yep. And if, if, you know, one of these dudes, AJ Griffin all of a sudden becomes a superstar, like he does get drafted becomes, you know, a top five guy in, in the NBA. Yeah. That $800 card could, if it's a PSA 10, I bet you could find somebody that would want to pay stupid, crazy money for it. Right. And you would never and expect it doesn't have to be a top five guy he could literally just be a dude that starts next year as an unexpected fantasy darling for like two weeks and people are like like brandon bostic this year um <laughs> starting on the clipper or getting minutes with the clippers that people weren't expecting and playing way better than you know expected and all of a sudden people are like oh you know i got i i gotta get in on this and that's all it takes it doesn't even you don't even need to become a superstar you just need like a good week yeah FOMO is your friend if you're a seller. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Dave, thank you. Oh, oh, what's that? <laughs> how'd that get there? I, oh, that's uh, so embarrassing. I didn't know this made it on the screen. Oh my goodness. It, it does fit the Game of Thrones theme. Um. It, it, I, well, Aaron Rodgers is a huge Game of Thrones fan. Yeah. I I like it. I actually was was talking with a buddy today, um, and asked him, um, is there any quarterback in the last 30 years that has done more with less than Aaron Rodgers throughout his career. You could make the argument Tom Brady prior to Randy Moss and prior to Gronk showing up. But I mean, he never really had a ton of wide receivers at the Pats, but I'm, but Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams is probably the only hall of fame skill player he's ever played with. Right. Like, so, so here I'll, I'll, I'll run it down for you. Cause I'm very well versed on this. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has thrown touchdowns to one first round pick in his entire career. Do you know who that first round pick is? Wasn't an offensive lineman or defense? BJ Raji, right? No, BJ Raji does have a touchdown, but it's uh it's uh interception. Um against the Bears in the playoffs. Uh 
Mercedes Lewis. That's right. He was the first round pick of the Jags. Yep. He was first round pick of the Jags. He came to the Packers as a 35 year old, I believe. He's been on the Packers for the last three. This is his third year. He's 37 now, maybe 38. Um, so he was 36, 37, 38 when he's catching touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers. This is not 28 year old Mercedes yeah. Lewis or 25 year old. This is 36, 37, 38 Mercedes Lewis. So it's not like, like at that point, it's not even really fair to say Aaron Rodgers has thrown a touchdown to a first round pick. Right. And then at this point in his career. Yeah. After that, you've got Devonte Adams, second round pick, Jordy Nelson, second round pick. Um, uh, Greg Jennings, second round pick. James Jones may have been undrafted. I'm not hundred percent sure on that. Might've been the fifth, sixth, seventh round pick somewhere in there. Um, but a ton of guys, Donald driver, seventh round pick. Like these are guys that the Packers are developing. And the reason a lot of these guys are good, you watched Greg Jennings go to the Vikings. He was terrible. You watched James Jones go to the Raiders. He was terrible. And then he came back to the Packers and had like 14 touchdowns in a season. Right. Yep. It's because Aaron Rodgers can fit balls. And you would have seen this last night. If you watched the game, Aaron Rodgers fits balls into windows that regular quarterbacks just wouldn't even throw. Yep. It's, it's amazing. The respect his cards don't get. And I'm saying this as a Vikings fan, um, you know, his, his top's flagship at one time, you know, it, it was kind of up there with at like 1500 bucks or something like that. And it's, I, people, there's people on Instagram begging you to take them at half of that. Um, if, if not less, right. Like, and his, his tops Chrome and refractors compared to some of the other active quarterbacks, like, I mean, Justin Herbert stuff, like yeah. is a fraction of what, what Herbie's stuff is, is going for, but I, I would be really interested to hear what people think. If you were to make a post one day and say, all right, name a quarterback, you know, in the last 30 years or ever, that's done more with more with less than, than Aaron Rodgers, just to hear what the, um, what people say. Cause I really can't think of one and that's tough as a Vikings fan. Yeah. And now granted he has, he's generally always had a good offensive line, high offensive line picks. I mean, some mm-hmm. of the guys, obviously, uh, Bakhtiari, TJ Lang, Josh Sitton, all fourth, fifth round picks that turn into the best of the best of their position. Um, and he's doing, you know, what he's doing this year, no Bakhtiari. What the Packers yeah. are doing, really, no Bakhtiari. Um, Elgin Jenkins, one of the best left guards in the game, also now out. He's missed six games and he's out for the rest of the year. Uh, Devontae Adams has missed a game. Marquez Valdez Scantling has missed multiple games. Alan Zard's missed multiple games. Robert Tanyan, the number one tight end from last year, out for the year. Um, Aaron Jones missed some games. Uh, and then on the defense side of the ball, Kenny Clark missed yesterday. Jer Alexander and Zedari, Jer Alexander's a top five cornerback in the league. He's played one game this year. Yeah. Zadarius Smith is the Packers' best pass rusher. He's missed every game but the first like couple snaps of game one. Um and then you're missing random Kenny Clark games, Eric Stokes games, and the Packers just keep finding ways to win. Now, the Ravens last night, they're even more injured than the Packers. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that we beat them 31 to 30 is kind of a shame because uh, we should have beat them by more. The, they're way injured. That Just John Harbaugh is an absolutely insanely good coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rodgers, the, the one thing about the Packers is that no matter who they're missing, and I mean they're missing insane amounts of talent. Insane amounts of talent. A the best left tackle in football 
and a top five, probably a top two cornerback in football. Mm -hmm. Two of the most important positions in football outside of, I would say, quarterback, pass rush, yep, left tackle, cornerback, and then probably wide receiver, at least for me. You're missing two of the four most important positions in all of football. You're missing your run stuffing and a pretty good pass rushing defensive tackle last night. Um, still winning games. Pretty incredible. Aaron Rodgers been amazing. Always amazing. I hope he doesn't leave. Uh, but I'm sure as a Vikings fan, as Bears fans, as Lions fans, 17 years is long enough, especially after following 16 years of Favre. <laughs> and you would like to see him go out the door. I mean, Cousins contract is up in 2023. I think Rodgers might be around the same time. I wouldn't mind if Rodgers goes the, the path of Favre, you know. If that happens again, I would die. I, if he goes anywhere, I hope it's the Broncos. I can get on board with that. Uh, they got a ton of talent. That would be a very scary team in the AFC with the receiving threats that that they have. Um, that would be that would be really good. So, yeah, props to props to Rodgers, props to the, the Packers. It's uh, – uh, it looks like all roads are going to go through Green Bay this year if you want to end up at, at the Super Bowl. Especially with the dud that Tom Brady. You know, say what you will about Tom Brady. I know he's 44. But Aaron Rodgers went into Arizona, and it's not as impressive anymore because they lost the Lions. But Aaron Rodgers went into Arizona without his top three wide receivers and without his left tackle. He still won, right? Yeah. He still yep. won. Tom Brady last night goes in the Saints, and the Packers got whomped by the Saints beginning of the year. But Tom Brady went against the Saints. He yep. couldn't do anything. No Chris Godwin, no uh, Antonio Brown, and no Mike Evans, and he got embarrassed. So, well, Can't we'll see. That. But um, that that's probably going to do it. We do have, obviously, sometimes we answer questions at the end. But we are running a little bit late. We've gone an hour and 20 minutes on this bad boy. But Dave's a good guest. So it's like, uh, you know, Sorry. it's a good time. I talk too much. All right. he's, I, he's I apologize. Tonight, to so I do not want to talk. <laughs> but you, you probably, your pizza probably showed up. You got you to gotta get going. Yeah. Pizza's showing up. Hot tub outside. Pool outside. Heated pool outside. Game room. There's a game room here. Did I tell you that? Yeah. Did, hey, does Sam want to say goodbye to anybody? Oh, he's all the way downstairs. I'm not going to shout for him. But um, thank you, Dave. Uh, Everyone, congratulate Dave on his sale. Just a a once-in-a-lifetime type of sale. One of those things where, you know, student loans are no joke. And you just get to get that entire weight off your shoulders with one move. Incredible, incredible play. And I love that you... You know, it wasn't you. You weren't like, yeah, I knew this exa- was exactly going to happen. I made meant to do this. You made a smart play, and then it became smarter and smarter despite despite your efforts, right? <laughs> Trying to sell it multiple times, and you ended up way on top. And that's not always going to happen to people, yep. but as long as you take your profits, you can never look back. Exactly. So, thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate the kind words, and um, it's been been fun chatting with you it's been fun getting to know you and aaron and uh apologies aaron that you didn't jump on the spider-man at the wisconsin l show <laughs> hey that's our favorite thing our favorite thing at slab stocks is to make fun of aaron for um the things he doesn't do like buy a color blast of jack Grealish at the pwcc <laughs> auction for super cheap or maybe to make fun of him because he always brings up the fact that he pulled a lebron uh tops finest gold x-fractor number to 39 any chance he can get <laughs> um, so we like making fun of Aaron here. 
uh, got to kick a man while he's down. That's my philosophy when it comes to Aaron. So, yeah, well, he's a tall guy. It's uh, sometimes it takes a lot. Yeah, yeah, he is. All right, Dave. Thanks for joining. Thanks, everyone. And uh, you're going to jump on here to say goodbye to everyone? Yeah, real quick. Hey, thanks, everyone, uh, for signing on. Signing off here. Hey, Sam, real quick question for you. Sorry, this just keeps going. But is, in your opinion, is Zion closer to Embiid's career or is he going to be closer to Odin's career? That's an interesting debate going around Instagram right now. Shoot. Because Embiid had all the foot issues, but Odin had knee issues, and Zion's are all foot issues, right? Yeah, well, Zion's had a lot of lower leg stuff, but I don't know. I'm still banking on Zion doing more than nothing, which would be Odin's career. <laughs> so, okay. will he ever be MVP? I mean, I, th- I don't know. If the dude could just, like, stick to a diet plan, maybe <laughs> things would turn out better. Okay. It's hard to, it would be, it'd be hard for me to believe that in 2021 with as much money goes into the NBA and team building and, and the personnel around the team that uh, they wouldn't be able to figure it out with him. And honestly, I think probably part of it is that he's not super motivated to play in new Orleans. No offense to all the new Orleans people out there, mm-hmm. but we saw like last year when, when he played at Madison square garden and then people were uh, asking, uh, you know, how we felt about playing at Madison Square. And all of a sudden he like came out with this like super canned rehearsed answer about what an honor it would be to someday play there, all this stuff. And you're like, oh, okay. So seems uh, like. So, so I, I, conspiracy theory that he's uh, kind of faking all these these foot issues to I don't think his value to get a move to New York. Yeah, I don't think he's faking, but <laughs> I don't I don't think he's probably super, super motivated right now to play in New Orleans. I don't agree with I wouldn't agree with that. I don't wanna and I also don't want to put any uh, thoughts into his head or anything like yeah. that. But. Never had a beignet? I like beignets. Oh, if I ever dude, in New Orleans, good. I just eat beignets all the time. So I get why he's added on a couple pounds. Oh, yeah, Brandon Cafe Roy. Dumad, amazing beignets there. Where? Mm. Cafe Dumad in New Orleans. Awesome. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. they just like melts in your mouth and you got the powdered sugar and everything like that on top of the other food that's down there yeah it's easy to see how people uh get into trouble uh oh, yeah. yeah that'd be me <laughs> um sam signing off thank you sam slabstock sam formerly obviously he is a retired member of the slab socks family but maybe every once in a while we will get him to grace us with a, a basketball knowledge or, or two like dave did dave got the chance to pick his brain for two <laughs> seconds Shout out, Dave. That's your that's your double reward. Not only do you sell uh, your Spider-Man PMG, but you also got to pick Sam's brain for two seconds. So. Worth every second. Yeah. Uh, Dave, thank you again. Yep. Really, really big pleasure of mine. Uh, we've gotten to know each other. Dave's a great guy. If you get the chance to meet Dave, say hi. He might buy you a beer. He is from Minnesota, so he is very nice. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, uh, just get to meet him because he's a great guy, great guest, and he's really into cards like Aaron is into cards. Like, I like cards, but I'm into sports more than cards, <laughs> per se. Aaron's a really big card guy, and Dave's a really big card guy. Um, and so I like having you, Aaron, you know, talking to you guys because you think about things about cards that I n- never in a million years, you know. And you think of things about Brewers prospects I never would have imagined, so. Yep. And that's why that's why uh, this industry works because you got a little bit of everything. Exactly. All right, Dave. We'll catch you later. I appreciate you coming on, and thank you everyone that joined in, made comments. Uh, Appreciate you guys, and talk to you next Wednesday or Monday.